Welcome. If you're looking to unlock the secrets of the mind, to live a life that's free of care and anxiety, and to be the happiest you that you can be, then you're in the right place. This is Growing the Good, the Mindful Podcast. Hello, I'm Neil West, and you're listening to Growing the Good, the Mindful Podcast. I'm here in the Mindful Cabin with Hayley Kearns. Hi Hayley, how are you? Hi Neil, I'm very well, thank you, and you? I'm very well. The sun is shining, but it's still a little blustery out there, so you might hear a little mindful weather, um, but I'm sure that won't be a problem. Um, In fact, it might help today, because today we're going to talk about resilience. Mm, So resilience is a is a, a buzzword we quite often hear in schools, don't mm. we? About it's being seen as something you should have, isn't it? You should mm. be resilient. It's seen as a, a positive character trait. Um, and it makes me think of those sorts of things people say, you know, pull your socks up, stiff up a lip. You mm. know, it's, it's seen as a, a kind of almost a weakness if you are not resilient. Um, but I think in mindful terms, it's a bit different, isn't it? Because we know that you can grow, develop, change your mindset with mindful practice. And that resilience really is about growing your capacity to manage difficulties in um, a helpful way. And we know we all experience difficulties at parts of, at times in our lives, difficulties come along. And being resilient means having the capacity to to get through those difficulties. Yeah, it's dealing with those difficult emotions, isn't it? Mm. Um, And through practice, if you deal with the the small instances that are difficult for us, then in time it will help us then if you do come across a big a big difficulty. You've got um, the skills, yeah, you've got the I, strategies yeah. to, to help, but also your your mind has developed, hasn't it? Um, yeah, that ability you like to hear a story about this. I would. I Go thought on. you might. I know you like these stories. This is the two monks, the woman and the river. Two Zen monks, Tanzan and Ikido, were travelling on a pilgrimage. It was raining heavily and the streets were muddy. As the two monks neared a bend, they saw a beautiful maiden dressed in silk and finery standing by the bend. Being unable to cross the muddy intersection, she stood there, staring forlornly at the road ahead. Without hesitation, Tanzan lifted the maiden into his arms. As a shocked Ikido watched, Tanzan carried the young girl over the mud and put her down at the end of the intersection. Ikido did not speak about the incident and the monks continued on their journey. At nightfall they reached the lodging temple. Unable to restrain himself any more, Ikido blurted out, How could you, Tanzan? We're monks sworn to purity. We don't go near women, especially not such beautiful young maidens. It's risky for us monks. He reprimanded Tanzan. Why did you do that? Ikido further asked Tanzan. My friend, replied Tanzan, I left the girl at the intersection. However, it seems you are still carrying her. Mm. Mm. And a lot of us do this, don't we? A lot of the burdens and anxieties that we trouble ourselves with are actually things from the past. They're not real in this moment, but we carry them over. And the longer we carry them, the heavier those burdens can become. So by bringing our attention to present moment awareness, by having an open awareness and paying attention to what's happening right now, it can free us of those heavy burdens that we continue to carry that really are only memories from the past. Yeah. And we do that, I think we do have a, a tendency to, you know, 
hash over things in our minds, don't we? And you say you've had a, a difficult conversation, you can then, you know, without realising it, carry that right into It's the, the second arrow, isn't it? The yeah. first arrow is the one that hurts you, and then you continue thinking about the first mm. arrow, the first thing that was said or done that caused you to suffer. And then after that, you do it to yourself. So the second arrow is the one you hurt yourself with. Yeah. You, know, yeah. you would say something unkind to me, and I know you never would, but you might say something not. unkind. Um, I would think about that, and I, it, would, it would continue to hurt me long after the actual moment where you'd said that hurtful thing. So the first thing you said was the first arrow. But after that, I'm doing it to myself. I'm inflicting that suffering on myself mm. because I've become so strongly attached to the, to the sadness, to the difficulty, instead of you know, realising that that's not in this moment yeah. and allowing it acknowledging it you know it's not gone away but acknowledging it and then allowing my attention to be occupied by more helpful things yeah it's a little bit like guilt isn't it you say that there's only you that can make yourself feel the, guilty isn't it's it? the immovable past yeah mm. you, you you make yourself feel bad about things that you cannot change that happened in the past they're not real in this moment mm. so you can free yourselves from all these burdens these troublesome anxieties um, so once you have grown and developed and nurtured that ability that skill then you know resilience is what you have i suppose isn't it you've developed a resilience by not feeling the need to carry those unnecessary burdens yeah and it's almost allowing that little bit of a creating a bit of a space in your mind between something that happens mm. or an emotion you feel and then that reaction isn't it we're going to try and like you say keep yourself in the moment and not yeah necessarily so pause take a breath mm. then act something happens, some challenge, some difficulty, and rather go into that fight, flight, freeze mm -hmm. response, then we can allow ourselves to make a more skillful decision. Yeah. You have a very good explanation of the amygdala and how, you know, the limbic brain yes. responds so, to these Yeah, so you'll need your hand for this. Right. Yeah, so we need our hand. So we, um, if you use your hand as if it's the model of your brain, put your thumb across your palm that's like your limbic system so that's the bit as Neil mentioned then fight flight and freeze it's the bit that we have in common with all other animals the bit that keeps us safe if you then put the, your remaining four fingers and curve them over so they're hiding your thumb away um, you can this this represents our prefrontal cortex so this is the bit that separates us humans from most of the animal kingdom so I've got big foreheads so that's where our prefrontal cortex sits and um, that's where we have our memories the reason we can walk and talk all your thoughts and your emotions are this in is, there this allows us to make more reasoned thought yeah we're decisions. not just trying to keep ourselves safe um, and then if you look if you look at your hand the, the centre two nails they are like your amygdala so an amygdala is like a and imagine, imagine you've got a, an invisible antenna on your head and it's constantly that limbic system looking out for danger. It's looking for the things that are going to harm us. And obviously in our modern day lives, they are varied and complicated and, and multifaceted, aren't they? We've got lots of things that cause us upset or pain or cause that, that, that sort of emotion in us. And what happens if we are not mindful is that as soon as that amygdala fires up, finds something that doesn't keep us safe, it sends that message to the limbic system and straight away that limbic system wants to go to that fight, 
flight or freeze mode. When we are when we practice being mindful, it means that rather than just flipping our lid, so if you lift your fingers up, you're flipping your lid, just going straight to the limbic system, we actually are going to engage that prefrontal cortex and that will allow us to make a, a better decision. And it, it kind of, with children, I always say, you know, have you ever reacted in a certain way? So have you ever like shouted at a sibling or reacted in a certain way and afterwards you think... I wish I hadn't done that. And that, hopefully, over time, that allows us to do that less, doesn't it? Because we're making those more reasoned decisions. Yeah. I mean, there's other circumstances as well where resilience is helpful. I know I've particularly working with older people when people experience things like chronic pain. Um, and it can be, it can bring people down, can't it? That oh, kind yeah. of, you know, it's, this is not something that's going to pass necessarily. This is something that I have to live alongside. And, and develop a resilience to that. Um, and we do the ice cube meditation, mm-hmm. don't we, where you sort of, you hold the ice cube in your hand and people react, children especially mm-hmm. react to this. And then you encourage them to do some mindful breathing and to place their attention in other, you know, the rising and falling of the mm-hmm. chest and you know, other senses, other experiences. And suddenly they realise that the ice cube doesn't seem as bad. Mm. Um, and it's the same with things like chronic pain you can develop a resilience to those kind of things they won't go away but they stop being the sole focus of your attention when you're able to place your attention into the breath and into the body mm. or through mindful walking we've found is very helpful for people who experience this because it brings their attention then into the, the physical act of where you place your feet and what's going on in your legs and things and it just takes your attention the focus of your attention away from that suffering so that's a different kind of resilience, perhaps, but it's one that mindful practice can help. Yeah, yeah, and just um, again, just acknowledging those feelings and acknowledging, like with the ice cube, it's acknowledging. You know, you describe, you can feel the tingling, you can feel your hand going numb, and things. Yeah. It's just describing it, and once you've being almost a, named an impartial it, observer. Of yeah, the, of yeah, the rather than rather than being led by them. Yeah, that base reaction of ah, oh, that hurts, that's uncomfortable. Panic, panic. Yeah. Yeah, but it's quite an interesting one to explore because I think, you know, it is a word that's banded around a lot, having resilience doesn't necessarily mean just bouncing back and having another go, does it? It's about... It grows with practice, this is what Mm -hmm. what you would call it, mindful practice, because with meditation and practice, then these... You, you grow these capacities because you're, you're retraining your brain, that mm-hmm. neuroplasticity. You're making your brain think in different ways, in new directions. Yeah. Okay, so our practice today is going to be um, mindful. It's called Mindful Mountain. And if it's possible for you to do so, it's quite a nice one to do lying down, if you can. Obviously, that might not be possible right now. but um, And what we're going to do in this practice is you need to going to be bringing to mind a difficult emotion so not just a small difficulty that we can work with not something really traumatic or something that you know is is quite um will make you feel quite uncomfortable just a little irritation or a little worry or you know a boredom that you sometimes feel so something small Boredom's quite interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I like to encourage people to tell me what that's like. Yeah. This is boring. Tell me more about that. What is it like? I'll tell you, work with lots of children. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they're very good at voicing when they're yeah. bored, aren't they? Yeah. Okay, so again with this one, if 
you've picked a small irritation and, and as our mind does that lead you to a place where you start to feel uncomfortable then just kind of refocus your attention just on your breath rather than on the things that I'm saying and we'll just try this okay so what we're not doing is putting ourselves into a position where we, we feel uncomfortable too uncomfortable so again we'll begin with the, the sound of the singing bowl I'm going to try and lie lie down if possible just keep our bodies relaxed our legs straight arms just by our sides or just gently resting on our stomach just as a invite our singing bowl just allow your eyes to close allowing your focus to fall onto your breath as you're breathing in and breathing out just allowing yourself to be so still kind of just still like a mountain not going anywhere not moving just acknowledge how your body feels right now how does it feel just to allow your body to rest on the floor or on the bed allowing your body just to drop into stillness bringing your attention maybe into the legs notice how the legs feel so still feeling the weight of them on the floor now bringing your attention to your hands and how they feel right at this moment notice any tingling sensations any temperature and vibrations in your hands and then noticing bringing your attention up to your head notice how your face feels Just allow your eyes and your forehead and your jaw to soften just allowing your body just to be Nothing to do, nowhere to go. Just following the rhythm of your breath. Feeling your chest gently rising with the in-breath. And relaxing and letting go with the out-breath. Just resting and becoming still, just like a strong mountain. noticing what is happening around you without reactions noticing the temperature of the room just that awareness that any thoughts or feelings that come into your head can be acknowledged and then pass by as you focus on your breathing without reacting just allowing your attention to just fall on this present moment. Come back to the stillness of your body. And now we're going to bring just into our minds that small worry or an irrita irritation or boredom into our heads. Not something very troubling but just a small irritation 
and just bring it into the present. Just breathing in, become aware of that small worry and breathe out. And as you're breathing in and out, just becoming aware of the feelings that bring that small difficulty brings into your mind. Can you recognize that feeling? As you're breathing in and out, just notice as you're thinking of that difficulty, any changes in how your body feels or the thoughts that are coming into your mind. Again, not trying to follow that thought or solve it, just noticing what physical sensations or which emotions come to your mind. Not reacting, not fighting it, just noticing and keeping our attention on our breathing. Just seeing if it is possible just to notice the worry and recognise that worry or notice the boredom and just recognise that you're feeling boredom. Breathing in and breathing out and just knowing that you have the strength within yourself to handle this difficulty. Breathing in and breathing out, smiling to your strength and recognising your strength, just like a mountain, still and solid. Now allowing that difficulty, let go, letting go of that difficulty and bringing our attention fully back to our breath. Really noticing that breath as you breathe in and breathe out. Feeling as you breathe in, welcome that nourishment of that breath into your whole body and let go as you breathe out. Just really seeing if we can focus, focus our whole mind just on our breathing and if your mind is with a thought or with a feeling, just acknowledge that and then see if you can bring that back to the breath. Breathing in and breathing out. Breathing out. Just, I'm just going to use a singing bowl now just to end our practice back to the present moment. So again this sort of practice when we do this in a group situation is a really good one for promoting that inquiry and that discussion of your feelings. So it'll be really interesting because sometimes you might have felt um, that quite some quite strong emotions and physical sensations appeared. Other people might not really have noticed mm. much. And, and as we always say, that's okay. Your experience is your practice. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And there's no such thing as a, a bad practice. You can't do a bad meditation. It's just sometimes we feel 
And resilience is something that you will grow gradually, isn't it? Yeah. And again, it's, it's really important to start with just those small irritations, just planting those seeds and connecting that neural pathway and allowing ourselves just to really notice and label those feelings and those sensations mm-hmm. and, yeah, try and grow, grow that seed of resilience, I suppose. And we'd like to know how yeah. people get on doing that, wouldn't of we? Of course we would, yes. So you can contact us as always uh, on our Facebook page, which is One Together CIC. You can email us at together at gmail.com. Oh no, One Together CIC at gmail.com. Oh, Don't forget our CIC. Uh, or you can go on onto our website, which is onetogethercic.co.uk. Excellent. We look forward to hearing from you. But for now, this is Growing the Good, the, the Mindful, Mindful Podcast. Podcast. And we'll see you next time. Yay! Well this is Growing the Good, the Mindful Podcast.